There we go. All right. So we ended yesterday. We had this big talk about love and that love poem. And then we ended with the drunken party. And, you know, sometimes I separate those lessons, but every now and then I get this opportunity to do them in one block period, which we have lots of opportunity for that this year. But I kind of like them together on some level. I, like, can you kind of see why? Like we have this love and this, you know, go fall in love and carpe smoochum and, oh, remember to love God first and like, right? Oh, and now there's a drunken party. And, like very different, yeah? Um, how we navigate that. I do want to remind you, I keep saying drunken party, right? Because Christians should be having the best parties, right? Oh gosh, I got two of you to nod. <laughs> Christians should be having the best parties, having the best time, having a ball, living it up, right? The drunken party is the one that is not the best way to do partying. I mean, just even practically speaking. What, you can't remember what you're doing? You're not in control of yourself and you're probably puking around a toilet in the morning? That's a good way to have a party? <laughs> Someone could do something to you and you can't remember it? That's what you want? Okay, I guess that's the best way to party. <laughs> right? If, if you have such hard communication skills that you're so nervous to go into a public space that you have to make yourself drunk in order to be able to talk to other people, that's good communication. Morning. I, part of me is like, I'm not sure we understand the concept of the drunken party and, and how that's so, it's so diminished to what real healthy partying is all about. Where I can have a good time without shame, I'm honoring people, I'm having fun, I can remember it. <laughs> I'm kind of in control of myself enough to not get abused or abuse other people. Like, that's real fun, right? You wake up the next morning tired, but woo, life is great. That's what we want, right? That's not this. And so that's why I keep saying drunken party. Is that, is, that diminishes relationship and ruins community and hurts people, right? That's not love. Fair enough? So I want to offer you two things, and then I kind of want to open it up. Kind of as a devotional thought, right? A devotional thought is, if you have not read Proverbs, like read Proverbs, I, I, it's more than a strong recommendation. It's one of those, like, Solomon, why, one of the wisest dudes on the planet who did great and screwed up, right? Had enough money to do whatever he wanted. <laughs> like, literally, whatever he wanted. Tried it all out. He writes this book for the youth in Israel. It's written to the sophomores, to the juniors and the seniors. He wrote it for you. Fair enough? Take it or leave it, I strongly recommend taking it. Right, this is something where you read Proverbs and then you watch a scene like this and you're like, oh yeah, there it all is. Or you, just having that in your brain on practical living and navigating life. If you trusted that stuff, I can almost guarantee you you can, you can stay in some really healthy, safe boundaries and then make the most out of your life. Fair enough. But that's all here. I'm not going to throw a bunch of verses at you. But those of you who want to do a deeper dive, maybe for your paper later, or just want to learn more, Proverbs is a great place to go right now. I mean, just, I mean, in my brain, 
the opening three chapters are about sexuality. And then it goes into drunkenness. And then it goes, like, it's all like money. I mean, it's all that. So any thoughts? What do you guys have as we're processing that, the crazy love poem stuff that I was teaching on? And then now into the drunken party. Uh, open discussion time. Anybody? I, mean, we could, I know you want to watch the movie, and we will. We have tons of time. A few minutes on it. Question, thought, comment? Zoomers, pipe in if you want. It's okay. We don't have to. I know it's like 8, 50, 8 10 in the morning. Like, I get it. I, I, I want to make space for it. And this is one of those where I, it, I'm asking like real, like any questions. I don't have them in my head. I have a few thoughts from maybe what some of you are writing in your homework. We'll get more as we go. But I don't, I don't want to just like plow ahead. How about this? What do you do? Kelly. <laughs> no, it's May. Like, ah! What do you do? Kick him out, right? When are you going to get made fun of and mocked? Are you? Yeah, the drunken fools will probably mock you. Maybe tweet about you. What was that? You, you can leave. I think that is it probably a good idea to leave? before things get worse. Yeah, I would say that, leave. So get him to stop, take the risk, be the one who takes the heat. But hey, hey, well, come on. It's, no, 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 not appropriate. Not like Malvolio, but even if you do that in a loving kind of way, they might be like, okay, okay, we're out. And some, some people are like, okay, fine, you don't want that here, and they leave, that happens, right? Like you can set a boundary, and they might respect it, they might not, depending on how high or drunk they are when you tell them. Right? Catch them early would be my suggestion. But yeah, set the boundaries. Leave. Other options? Maybe it's good we're talking about it. <laughs> how about... Uh, Modeling really good healthy partying is a really good one. Like, hey, we're doing this, we don't want this stuff here, and we want to really have a great time. Because I will say this, if Christians aren't throwing the best parties, but we all want to go to a party, then where are you going to go? The crappy ones. Because we all still want to go to a party. Oh, we're just not going to have parties? <laughs> that sucks, <laughs> right? Right? I think actually one of the homeworks and takeaways here is how do we model really healthy fun partying that will bring people who want that by setting some good boundaries so that people who want that can find a place to go, yeah? Do we model to the world that you can have more funner at your party not being high or drunk and having you know, sex with whoever, right? There's a better way to party. I think that's important. If you don't know what that looks like, or you've never experienced that, it's a big deal. Like, we've got to figure that out, don't we? And even when you're of age and it's appropriate, alcohol tastes really good. You know? Actually, alcohol's not bad. Jesus made 156 gallons of wine at a party. So is he anti-alcohol? <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> Who makes 156 gallons of wine? <laughs> right? Are you not anti? I'm not anti-alcohol in the slightest, right? I mean, a good brew is really tasty. 
right? Some good wine is delicious. It actually can be really healthy for you, right? Especially in the middle of a pandemic, it kills germs. Alcohol kills germs. What's in the spray stuff, right? No one's laughing. It's too early, I guess. Ha, 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 right? And by we catching this a little bit, like, I think we're so afraid of some things and we're so nervous about other things and maybe we're misinterpreting. No, 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 no. The abuse is the issue. Like, literal, all the abuse and all of this. But if you're in philosophy class, right, we're talking about, no, 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 God gave us the good things. Let's use them and have a lot of fun and make the most out of our lives. Keep going. All right. I would say a couple things, too, is I don't want to leave yet on this point. Because this is Shakespeare. Why do you think, does anybody dug into Toby's character yet? Why is he getting drunk all the time? Is he just a drunk? No, he's a character. If you think about it, who's probably Olivia's dad? His bro. So a year ago, his brother died, and now his nephew just died. Where's his? Why is he living with Olivia? Where's his family? Has anybody asked those questions yet? Does that make sense? Like, there's a reason why he's getting drunk all the time. What's going on sexually with this guy? What, what happened to him, or who taught him that this is appropriate, or who's allowing it? Like, do you, do you, are we catching some of that? And so I would throw this out there. The people who are throwing the drunken parties, the people who are getting high all the time, the people who are abusing sex, abusing alcohol, abusing substances, I, either they're bored, which is a problem. We've got to deal with that. Like, let's go, right? Or they're, they're in so much pain that they, they're trying to navigate it with what they've got. Does that make sense? Well, let's go there. If you want the drunken parties to stop, why is someone thinking that a drunken party is the best way to go? Toby needs help, doesn't he? Now, can you force him to get that help? No. But can we invite him into it? Can we connect with him? Can we find out what's going on? I think that's really important, right, to figure out. A friend who's in high school, who's like, hopping around, girl to girl to girl, or guy to guy to guy to guy, that's not healthy behavior. Something's going on there. They're trying to fill something. Someone who's frying their brain in high school or college, you're denaturing the protein in your brain on purpose. Nobody wants to get dumber, right? Something's going on there. Yeah? I think let me just even throw one thought out there. I've done some research. Like, I'm not just saying this to say it. I've done some research. But also just anecdotally, alcohol, I mean, God's not anti-alcohol. So what does alcohol literally do for you? A, couple, a glass of wine, a couple of beers, what does it do for you? Well, it kills germs. It's vasodilation, right? It's, you know, carbs and some, you know, it can be nutritious, but also, generally, what are people doing at the end of the day with wine and alcohol? Yeah. Relaxing. I can understand why God makes it possible for us to have that kind of stuff. Is life stressful? Who knows life is stressful? <laughs> is life stressful? 
How about a nice tasty beverage that could be really healthy for you and kills germs that can relax you at the end of the day? Anybody, like seriously, anybody got a problem with that? If you do, let's chat. Like, okay, you got a problem with that? Like, sounds good to me, right? Like, that's a win, 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 win. Yeah, in a stressful world, tasty beverage that can vasodilate and kill germs, has uh, antioxidants in it. We're, we're good, and I'm relaxed. Uh, yeah? Why do you think college students abuse it so much? If it helps you relax, why do you think college students are abusing that? Because they're so what? Stressed. Is that making sense? And you're like, no, 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 someone just have fun. Okay. <laughs> If you want to have real fun that you can remember and blasting without shame or guilt, why would you want to make it so that you can't remember it? Or why would you want to add shame and guilt to it potentially or abuse to it? That's not real fun. Something else is going on there. Just simply speaking, I think one of the hardest things for a college student or a high school student to do is to go hang out in a social gathering and have a conversation with someone that's healthy and fun and you know, interactive. It's not really easy to do, is it? Actually, it's really stressful. So you add on school, COVID, like you start adding on all the anxiety and all the stress, and now I'm gonna try and have fun at a party, but I don't know how to have a conversation with someone. So I'm going to drink all this alcohol that loosens my tongue and makes me relax and now I can actually have a conversation even though I can't remember it and I'm not in control. Is anybody connecting a dot or two there? Right? Like, it's intriguing to think. Like, yeah, we're stressed. I don't know how to, communication is one of our themes. I don't know how to communicate with people. That's stressful, right? It's so, who, come on, anybody, you don't have to raise your hand, but it's so hard to be with someone and like, not know what to say. <laughs> now you're a college student at a party and you have no idea what to say. Uh, you know, okay, fine, I can talk. Right? Fair enough? Something to chew on? I don't want to blow by it. Like, we're in school. Many of you are heading off to college or your first job or a gap year or whatever. Some of you are already dealing with this stuff right now. Why not dig into it a little bit? It's in a Shakespeare play. Probably should just start playing the movie, huh? Hey. Molly and Nikki. Molly is zooming. Good. Nikki is not here. Got it. All right. Thanks. Peace. Keep going. Other thoughts, comments? I'm doing a lot of talking. I'm kind of like, anybody have a thought here? Or should I just stop talking? Yeah. Do you think that like there's a reason, like, it's so that, because like that's how he's learning. Yeah, that's what we, like, Olivia's trying to react to her morning. Like, if we did this psychological dive into this play, oh, yeah, no wonder he's like, he, the dude's in so much pain. Bro died, his nephew died, Where is, where's his family? Right, like, what's going on? Yeah? Olivia's having to deal with a dead dad and now a dead brother. She's having a hard time, too, right? Is, is this whole thing with Cesario just a rebound, <laughs> you know? Maybe, or in another escape, another mask. You could, I mean, Shakespeare makes it so you could dig, dig, dig. Yeah? I 
and it might be like humbling for him to like have to live with Olivia because he's like I is he's her uncle. Yeah. So he's like I'm her uncle and she's the one who's providing for me. Yeah. They, I, they, by the way, it's that whole scenario, which I don't know if I should name it and claim it in our culture, right? But like this dude is has not launched, <laughs> right? He's mooching off of his niece. Okay, I mean, I guess, but that there could be some shame there too. Or why doesn't he have a job? Or can he not get one? Or maybe he just he's he's totally stuck. That to me is like, well, wait, let's go towards that on some level with some compassion. Yeah. Can we? Is he helpable? Definitely culpable, but is he helpable? Well, yeah, hopefully we think everybody is. What does he need? By the way, do you now see anybody making that connection while I spent that, that time on that one poem? Who here is, ready? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. How are we doing? <laughs> yeah. No, what do you got? So, like, this kind of is like a, like a question about the characters. But like, yeah. Sir Andrew, like his drinking buddy, is he just like, are they friends or is he just like related somehow in the triangle? I love, I love that. Who is this guy? No idea. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, he's just there. Yeah, honestly, the, he's not related to any of them. If I had to, as horrible as it sounds, I don't want to be careful how I do this, but I had to name it. He, around here, he's the wealthy person who everybody goes to to pay for dinners and, and or pay for the drugs or pay for the alcohol. And no one really likes him, but he's got one. He's got the money, right? Like he's kind of, honestly, he's kind of an idiot. But he's really generous with his money because he's got nothing to do with his money because does he have to work a day in his life? No, <laughs> he's set. He's a total trust fund kid who's clueless, doesn't have to work, and hasn't done anything with his life, but he's sharing his money. Then do those people exist? Oh yeah, as <laughs> horrible as it like they're around, definitely in the western suburbs of Chicago, right? Not every trust fund kid is like that. Everybody knows what I'm saying here. I'm just saying, it, like, if you had to pick Andrew, it's that type of trust fund kid. It's that person, guy or girl, right? Um, there are plenty. Well, yeah, go ahead. Um, Nikki just texted me and said she's trying to get on the call. Oh. But it's waiting for the meeting dude or something. That's great. I don't, it's strange because it, I have no awareness of that. So maybe have her, thanks for letting me know. Really appreciate mm -hmm. that. I, I can't let her in because there's no doorbell, there's no waiting. Thing. So maybe have her shut it down and try to re-enter, and then I'll let her in if it if it lets me let her in. But okay. does that make okay. sense? Like it usually I get the little ding ding, and then I can let someone in. But there's no, it's, I have no awareness that she's trying. Okay. Thanks, okay. Molly. Oh, ding ding! I love the little doorbell. Can you see why Shakespeare puts that character into this play? Right, because here's the irony: What's he doing there? Literally, why is he at the house uh, on a surface level? He's, yeah, I mean, if we're just watching it, he's there to like drink and hang out with Toby. Toby brought him in because he's like, yeah, maybe he'll marry Olivia. 
Is that a loving uncle? <laughs> no. Is it an excuse to get him there? Yeah, yeah, hey, come on over. My niece is available. Maybe you guys can hook up. We'll have some fun as long as this lasts. And if he pulls it off, then now he's the guy who set him up and we're married. Is Olivia going to go for this? No. Fair enough. But even that still fits our culture at times, doesn't it? Hey, why don't you two hook up? Or, hey, look at you guys. Maybe you like each other. Anything to perpetuate using the guy with the money, the girl with the money, the car, the whatever. Yeah. The house. Now, I, 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 not backpedaling, I just want to make sure everybody gets the fact that there are plenty of trust fund kids who are kind and wonderful and generous and intelligent and they use the money well and I'm so glad that they, like, right, everybody got that, like, we're okay, not bashing trust fund kids, I mean, amen, what a wonderful privilege to have, right? This is someone who's abusing that privilege. Yeah, great, I love that you brought up Andrew, like, what the heck is this guy doing? And you'll just, it's interesting, watch, watch his story, like as Shakespeare just left it unfold. Keep going. I think this is good timing. Let's keep going. Molly, I still haven't heard from her. I'm not sure what to do. She's not answering me now either. So. Ah, okay. Well, cheers. Thanks for watching out for your friend there. Appreciate it. I'll let her in if I hear the doorbell, okay? Uh, okay, I'll just text her and let her know and see what she, where she comes. Okay, sounds good. Act two, scene three, drunken party, onward. Let's do it. Now, I think this is right where we were, correct? I just left it where it was. So we just had the whole, you know, and you also had Malvolio doing what? She'll know of it. I'm going to go tell on him. Tell on all you guys, right? So here we go. So we are on Act 2, Scene 3, Line 131. Line 131. Did I say Line 131? Page 131. And actually, though, wait a second. Look at that. It is Line 131. <laughs> oh, I got really lucky there. All right, cheers. I do not make him a common recreation. Do not think I have wit enough to lie straight in my bed. I know I can do it. Possessors, possessors, tell us something of it. Now, sir, sometimes he's a kind of Puritan. Oh, if I thought that, I'd beat him like a dog. Never a Puritan that he is or anything constantly but a time pleaser. Oh. So crammed as he thinks with excellencies that it is his grounds of faith that all that look on him love him and on that vice in him will my revenge find notable cause to work. What can I do? I will drop in his way some obscure epistle of love, the love note, wherein right? he will find himself most feelingly personated. I smell it too. What? Awkward. 
What's happening? Is anybody feeling anything for Andrew? Yes, no, I wonder, like, you don't have to, but they definitely set it up. Here's this guy after all that. I was adored once, too. I had one student say, yeah, by his mom. I'm like, oh, maybe. (laughs) Isn't it intriguing, though, that Shakespeare put that line in there? Honestly, what, what do we all want on some level? To be what? Not just liked or accepted. Don't we want someone to like on some level kind of adore us? Like just really appreciate us, really get us. By the way, is he adorable? <laughs> any, by any ladies? Like, that's not adorable, Andrew, but ah, could he do something about that maybe? Could he be, I don't know. Ah. Yeah. Well, what did he just say? Oh, I smell it too. Like he's, okay, yeah, me too, me too, me too. So you're like, I was adored too. That's how it could be said. Like we have it, they, the director makes it so like, I was adored once too. I've seen it on stage. I, I smell it too. I was adored too. I was everything too, because I want to be accepted so bad. I'll do whatever, it, I need acceptance, because nobody's accepting me. Oh, hey, Nikki, all right. It worked. We'll let her come in. Hi, Nikki. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I'm sorry. I was sitting there pressing first period for like so long and Somali called me and was like, make sure you're doing fourth period. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. No, no stupid. No stupid. I, I did the same thing the other day and I had the wrong Zoom. So let's give it up for Molly. Thank you, Molly. And hi, Nikki. Everybody say hi, Nikki. All right, can you see Andrew on the screen? Maybe, yes. Okay, we're gonna keep rolling. Good to have you, Nikki, and Molly, thanks for helping. In the back, yes, Claudia. I want, a, I want to be adored. It's probably both, right? Like, I think that's why I paused it. It's like, I used, someone used to love me. <laughs> Who was that, right? And Toby, I was adored too, Toby. Like, hey, Toby, look at me. And in the middle of this play, doesn't he want, like, we all want love. Even that guy, <laughs> right? Even that guy wants it, yeah? Yeah. Is 
right? So, so see how we're starting to now dig into this, right? Like, yeah, probably both. Or you can, as we go, like, what is his motivation? What's going on with this character? Yeah, nice work. What did, you just, what did Toby just call Maria? A dog. Spectrum of love. Who's making the list on the spectrum of love? And now what kind of love do we have? I had little yellow lab. I mean, I love my dog, right? But is that, is that what we want? <laughs> Ladies, is that what you want? <laughs> Come here, sit, stay, fetch. Like, is that, yeah? No, is that love? No, uh, but it's puppy love. Okay, <laughs> whatever that means, right? Keep going. Yeah, I think that's important to consider here. We can't just blow by that line with Toby. He actually says, she adores me. He knows that now, so what could he do with that information? And did anybody catch this? Just, again, not to blow through it, but I don't want to linger too long. But did you guys catch what happened? Like, Olivia fell in love with Cesario. Oh, awkward. What just happened in the scene with Toby and Maria? There's something going on there. Anybody catch that? There's something. Is it love? Lust? Yellow? What is it? But I, as we go into this, they just talked about how they're going to trick Malvolio. They're going to bully Malvolio. They're going to tease him and pick on him. They're going to write the fake letter, right? Can that build relationship, unfortunately? Hey, the three of us are going to get together and we're going to go make, you know, make life miserable for that freshman. Now we've built a bond. So we have, by bullying someone else, can the bullies make a bond? That's, how, that's what a gang in some respect is. So yes, you can go serve someone, go love someone, go help someone, and that builds bond and relationship. But interestingly, people build bonds and relationships over hurting other people. So their relationship, Toby and Maria, their relationship, they're growing closer because, oh, we're going to go pick on Malvolio. Mm, that happens. I know that happens. I've taught high school for 20 years, right? 25. So. Keep going. Nice work. What is that? They're like, ah, let's just go drink some more. It's too late to go to bed. Here's a little, how's she doing? Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is killing me, right? These lines from earlier are inserted here.
This cracks me up. So awkward. <laughs> the directors are having some fun, believe me. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? I mean, in a bachelor pad with no girls around, who's going to wash your back, right? Your best buddy, right? Weird, but whatever. <laughs> so awkward. You don't have to laugh at it, but <laughs> I think it's hysterical. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I want to be washing your back as your wife, right? Rich, golden shaft has killed a flock of all affections else that live in her. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my brain and heart are all the same. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> He's thinking about Olivia, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm watching your back. <laughs> oh, dear. So, shall I to this lady? Aye, that's the thing. Too in haste. But you see what the director's doing? Like, yeah, she wants to be scrubbing her back. We'll give no place. But she's willing to go get Olivia. Like, no dinette. Okay, act two, scene five. You ready, right? Hopefully, you have some time. This is this is Shakespeare. Here we go. Come on, wait in your favor. Was I be glad to have a niggardly, rascally sheep biter come by some notable shame? You really brought me up. Quick pause. I, I'm pausing just because that word niggardly is A-R, not E-R. And so if it was E-R. Huge, right? That'd be a big deal. We would process it. But in case you didn't catch it, it's not the N word. It's a different vocabulary word. We all good? Just, I didn't want to blow by it and be like, what to make it? Yeah, right, yes, we're good? Yeah. Um, it actually means grudgingly, right? So the, the Oxford text has it in there. So they're going to go watch Malvolio find the love letter. All right, we ready for this? Here we go. Now, I usually pause it and act it out, but because of all the COVID and the close confinement, I, it's just not going to work like I would want it to. But let's make sure we understand the scene. So Malvolio's in the garden daydreaming about who? Being married to Olivia. Everybody got that? So he's wandering around in the garden. My lady, right? Oh, it'll be so great when I can come to her and, you know, She'll invite me over and I'll sit on the couch next to her. I hear like, whoa, okay, this dude's daydreaming about that. Everybody got that? So it's already on his mind. It makes you wonder what he does in his spare time and he's totally crushing on her, yes? Maria wrote the love note. Who is it technically from? Olivia. But does it have Malvolio's name on it anywhere? No, does it have Olivia's name on it anywhere? No, so it's a secret love note. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> okay, oh, it's hysterical, but don't get any. All right, 
So she leaves the secret love note out here. This is where like, if I, I usually hang a blanket and then these other characters are doing what? They're hiding behind the bushes to what? Watch. So this is their entertainment today. So Malvolio's strutting around in the garden, right? And he finds the love note, and they're all behind the bushes watching, going, oh my gosh, and I want to throw something at him. And like, but they're like, he's, so he undoes the letter. Does it have his name on it? Is it written to him? No, he's like, ooh, me. Malvolio, it must be for me, because everything's about who? Him, right? And then he unpacks this letter. It's a secret love note. So they're all watching, going, oh my gosh, it's totally working. And he's like, she loves me, yeah, right? Everybody catching it? We good? Ready to roll? Let's see how this goes. Mariah once told me she did the best Yeah, right. And I've heard her so cumbers near that should she fancy him? It should be one of my collections. Seriously, Maria? <laughs> Besides, she uses me with a more exalted light I could so beat the rogue to be Count Malvolio. There it is. Because he changes the thing to his wife. <laughs> Having been three months married to her, sitting in my state, all for my stone bone hit him in the eye, calling my officers about me in my branched velvet gown. Having come from a day bed <laughs> when I left <laughs> Olivia sleeping. Now, I know the idle dog word. It's a statue. Anybody know the statue, famous statue without the arms? The goddess, right, of beauty and love. So they've got that in the garden. It's totally awkward. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. But let's at least get the practical level. What are the directors doing? Is he in love with Olivia? No, he's in love with what? He's, he's idolizing her. Does that make sense? He sees her as a goddess. Really, is he in love with her or in love with the position he would have as, you know, being married to her? Are we tracking now? Okay. And after a demure, troubled regard, telling them I know my place as I would they should do theirs, to ask for my kinsman. Toby! <sighs> I frown while. So you can Every order Toby around now, right? with my <laughs> some rich jewel that's so bad <laughs> he approaches curses there to me I extend my hand to him thus saying cousin Toby you must amend your drunkenness <laughs> what employment have we here Unknown, beloved, this hand I could 
this a little it would what serve me if I move this around a little bit I can get this note to serve me my purposes are we catching that he's trying so hard <laughs> to crush this a little that's page 149 now he actually opens it his name's not on it and he opens it here we go Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And some have greatness thrust upon them. Be opposite with the kinsman. Surly with servants. Let thy tongue tang arguments of state. Put thyself into the trick of singularity. She thus advises thee that science. Remember who... Remember who commended thy yellow stocking. Wish to see thee ever cross garter. What? I say, remember, go to thou art made if thou desires to be so. If not, let me see thee. A steward! Still, the fellow of servants are not worthy to touch fortune's fingers. Farewell, she that would alter services with thee. <laughs> Daylight and champagne discovers not more. I will be proud. I I will wash off gross acquaintance. I will be point device. What's he doing? <laughs> like, I do not it, right? myself to let the imagination jade me for every reason excites me to this. My lady loves me. Oh, here we go. Did it work? Oh, oh, oh. Script. Oh, script. Thou canst not choose but know who I am. If thou entertains to my love, let it appear in thy smiling. Thy smiles become thee well. Therefore, in my presence, still smile. Dear my sweet, I pray thee. I love your smiles. Oh, oh. I thank thee. All right. Smile. 
Come on, little body. Here we go. Come on, you can do it. Hey, I'm Ross. Go, come on. What's he doing? Nobody's glad. <laughs> By the way, did the letter work? What did it take to get this guy to smile? Love. Isn't it interesting? He thinks someone loves him, so what's he willing to do? And I'm like, what? He just smiled. Oh my gosh. Like, look at him. How's he doing? Come on, what can love do? Look at him dancing. Although, is it real? Oh. What did you just say? <laughs> Will thou set thy foot on my neck or for mine either? Olivia hates yellow. What's he been wearing the whole play? <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Does he get it? He's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, that's act two. How are we doing? <laughs> plot, we got the plot? The quadrangle. Do we have the subplot? Yes, yeah, subplot. More characters. Antonio, Sebastian, we good? Thoughts? What does MOAI stand for? Do we know? Does it stand for anything? No. She just made this thing up to trick him. Did it work? <laughs> Here's the thing. Does it say Malvolio? No. But to Malvolio, it's like, it's got to be about her. It's got to be for her. It's got to be for me. So, see, watch. See, it's me. Is it him? Uh, she totally hook, line, and sinker got him, right? Other thoughts or questions? This is the part of class where I'm just like, don't get any ideas, <laughs> right? Like, homecoming, right? Hey, we'll get some little freshman who's crushing on some senior that doesn't. No, right? I mean, is it funny to watch? Come on, is it a little funny? Okay, I think it's a little funny. Would this be funny to do? What are you supposed to say? At least say it. Yeah. No, no, no! <laughs> right. Like, no, no, no. It's cruel. Right. How ironic, though. He's like, Olivia loves me? Yeah, I'll smile. I'll wear yellow socks. I'll talk politics. Whatever the letter says, I'll do. But it's all what? All fake. Oh. Shot through the heart. Okay. Um, questions, thoughts? I mean, we're, are we ready for Act Three? Yeah. What do you got? What's he doing? He's just another tag along. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of what Shakespeare's saying. He's like, there's just tagger alongers, aren't there? People who are just like, okay, oh, I want to see this. I want to watch this, right? He's just another one who's following the crowd. And do those people exist? All over the place. 
Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That would be an interesting kind of twist, yes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you were directing, could you weave that somehow into the story as an, as an interesting plot twist? Totally, right? Sure, why not? Uh, that would be kind of fun to add that in, I think, because it would just add a whole other layer of communication and miscommunication, right? There you go, right? I mean, the, the, the key here is it's a miscommunicated love note for Maria, it's an intentional twist to try and trick somebody, and it worked. Yeah, so good. You had a thought? Um, does Maria know that Olivia is Probably. I mean, it's she's not hiding it. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. All right. Act three. What are we looking for in Act three? Well, we're going to get climax. We're going to get clarity. We've already had three retellings, right? So potentially another retelling, but we. Are we like, as interesting as it sounds, are we ready for act three? Like, come on, let's go, play the movie. I will. <laughs> I, got, I got to do one more what we can do with Shakespeare lesson, although I probably have like 30 more. But just because we're taking these acts and we're doing some of the deep dives with this play and also with story, we just did the love note. We did the drunken party. So now let's, let's look at this scene. If I can get this. <laughs> That's awesome. I gotta get back to this. Ready? Oh, there it is, right? There it is. Okay, okay. So ready, everybody go here. And uh, we just talked about page 146 and 147. M O I, right? And then if you look at this, I may command where I adore. And I want you to specifically get these lines. It's page 149 in our text. It's Act 2, Scene 5, line 132. I, I, I stopped it, right? And yet to crush this a little, it would bow to me. Does that make sense? By the way, has anybody heard the famous line that's in here? Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Has anybody ever heard that line before? Yeah, I bet a bunch of you have. That's a famous Shakespeare line. But FYI, if you use that in some quote or some speech somewhere, just remember it's in a fake love note to a Malvolio, right? So it was a great line, but how ironic, right? Um, go, Maria. To crush this a little, I can get, I want you to get the line. If I crush this and move it around and lean into it and interpret it a certain way, this letter can serve my purposes. Everybody catch that? You need to leave your hand there or just flip back a little bit. Go to page 132, Act 2, Scene 3, Line 144. I kind of need everybody to go here. This is an important lesson for Wheaton Academy. This is why I want to teach this at a Christian school. Maria says, I will drop in his way a cute little love note. Did she say that? No. I'll drop in a way a text message. I'll drop in his way a letter. I'll drop in his way a valentine. No, she could say anything else. 
And Shakespeare uses some really weird lines here, to be blunt. I'll drop in his way what? Obscure epistle of love. Dig, dig, dig. Obscure means what? Obscure, right? Hard to understand or really different or foreign. Fair enough? What's an epistle? To be like very candid, the definition of epistle is a letter written by a what? An apostle. <laughs> is there really any other definition? Well, I guess you could say it's some like holy letter or whatever. But an epistle is a letter written by an apostle. That's the New Testament. Everybody got that? All those letters that were written by Paul. What is the main theme? God's love for us. Everybody got that? So could we potentially read this as obscure epistle of love is an obscure letter written by an apostle with the main theme of love. And when we say obscure, have any of you read it in the original? If you had the original, that would be pretty what? Obscure. Do we have to interpret it to make sense out of it and translate it to make sense? Are we tracking? Just doing my English teacher thing here, although I like doing this one because this one's pretty sweet, right? He, he, he could have put anything else there, but he put, I will drop in his way an obscure love letter from God, right? An obscure love letter written by an apostle. <laughs> what? Go back to where we were. To be Count Malvolio. He's just a, it's a setup. What kind of Christian is Malvolio? Well, they say he's the devil of a Puritan. He's a timekeeper. And she specifically says he's someone who thinks that everybody loves him. He's ego-driven and filled with himself. He's in love with himself. You are sick of self-love, Malvolio. So before I move forward, this dude's not just any Christian out there. What kind of Christian do we have? An ego-driven, self-righteous, in love with himself, Christian. Do those exist? Oh, yeah. Who wants selfish gain and he wants more power. What just happened? He finds this obscure epistle of love, misinterprets it for his own selfish gain, and looks like what? I will do it! What are they all doing? They're laughing at him. Because honestly, does he look like an idiot? Not only does he look like an idiot, can we go a little further? He kind of was. He's being really foolish right now, isn't he? Did anybody make the connection? <laughs> what happened? I won't say it like this, with Christians like me who take an obscure epistle of love like the New Testament and selfishly misinterpret it for our own selfish gains, we look like what? Come on, we look like what? We look like idiots. <laughs> well, they look like idiots. We are fools. And who's laughing at us all the way for 2,000 years? Who's laughing at us? 
culture, the drunken fools think we're idiots. Right? This is why we have to teach this at a Christian school. What happens when Weedon Academy students, or Weedon Academy teachers, or Weedon Academy parents, or Weedon Academy administrators take scripture passages, obscure epistles of love, and in their own ego and self-righteousness, misinterpret that for their own selfish gain? What happens? We look like what? Right? Thank you, Shakespeare. Total smackdown. And if you're not catching what I'm saying, here's a nice blanket one for 1,980 years at least. How many self-righteous, egotistical Christian men have taken a verse that was written for women? It's written for who? Women. Wives, respect and submit to your husband. The verse is written to who? women and how many men over almost 2,000 years have taken that verse to subjugate and oppress and abuse their wives and other women we look like what idiots <laughs> they're laughing at us right the verse right before it says submit to each other <laughs> and the three verses after it say husbands Love your wives as Christ loved the church. How did Jesus love the church? Wash their feet, die for them, provide for them, protect them, humble yourself to become a servant. Like, what the heck? How in the world can a guy think that that verse gives them the ability to subjugate a woman? Like, idiots! Are we tracking? Like, we look like idiots because we are being idiots when we do that. Everybody tracking? Yes? And the drunken fools are, they just think it's hysterical. They're just sitting back and watching us like idiots, right? Now, technically speaking, if I were your teacher, we should take some time and dig into scripture and find all the other ones that we've misinterpreted. <laughs> are there some? I mean, the... the horrifying one that's in our faces right now is what in the heck what who sorry what idiot thinks they can use scripture to support slavery i mean unbelievable like it's unbelievable right yet look at the trauma tragedy and horror of that i don't even think people are laughing if they are, that's its own problem, right? So there's two. <laughs> Any others, right? Even Shakespeare's subplots are pretty thick, aren't they? Got a little heated there. We okay? <laughs> Any other thoughts, though, on that? Comments? Uh, is that making sense? Do we see it? Again, you don't have to like Shakespeare, but can we see why people do? He's kind of a genius, isn't he, when it comes down to this stuff. And you can just blow by and watch the movie and read the play and go watch the play and potentially miss all of this. But is it there for the taking if you want it?
Does anybody want to share another one on the misinterpreting of Scripture that maybe they're frustrated with or that makes us the laughing stock of the nations? It's a big deal, isn't it? I think it's intriguing that which is the one who does it? Well, it was Malvolio was kind of set up for it, wasn't it? Self-righteous, thinks he's better than others, crushing on Olivia, and just gets the bait, right? You know, hook, line, and sinker because he's going to crush it a little to make it serve him. I'm going to take scripture, powerful scripture, and crush it down and cut it up and then use the word of God for my own selfish gain. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a complete lie. He's like, yes, she loves me. She doesn't. <laughs> oh, no. Good thing this is a comedy, right? Like, or is it? Or I don't Could this be a train wreck? Oh, yeah. We still have some time. Do you want to keep going? Act three. You guys potentially read act three for today. Questions before we start or just let it roll? All right. So I, like I said, I've been driving the bus pretty heavily. I will keep doing this, but now you guys are going to start responding to the text and writing about it and paragraphs. And so keep it going. And I appreciate those of you who are asking questions and jumping in. It's really great. And so we're going to start. We want to start sharing that a little bit more. Make it run faster. Whee, woo. I ain't either. Andrew. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so sad. Clueless. All right, take off that morning, that dress of morning, the black dress, right? We're gonna, we're in love, right? Act three, scene one. Festy and Cesario. Little interaction. Page 152, 153, and 154, 155. We get their conversations chopped up up there. Hey, dear friend. Dost thou live by thy music? No, sir, I live by the church. Are thou a churchman? No such matter, sir. I do live by the church, for I do live at my house, and my house doth stand by the church. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's expenses for thee. Mm. Now, Jove, in his next commodity of hair, send thee a beard. <gasps> uh, hey, hey, boy, where's your beard? <laughs> What's Festy maybe hinting? That he knows? Or not? That could be a real question. Like, where's your beard? Like, are you, what's up with you? Right? Or maybe it's like, hey, uh, Cesaria, where's your beard? Yeah. By my truth, I'll tell thee, I am a sick for one. <laughs> but I would not have to grow on my chin. Is thy lady within? 
I will play your pandas, Pritchard's son, to bring a Cressida to this Troilus. I understand you, sir. Tis well begged. The matter is not great, sir. Begging but a beggar. Cressida was a beggar. <laughs> My lady is within, sir. I will constat to her when she come. Nice house, Olivia. This movie has Malvolio practicing his smiling in his bedroom. <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, Shakespeare, he does this stuff. We're Act 3, Scene 1, he's opening up. What are they talking about? What word did you just hear a whole bunch of? Begging, beggar, right? Spectrum of love. You're going to see it in this scene. If you read it, you caught it. Please love me, please, please love me, come on, please love me. Is that love? Should you have to beg for love? Ladies, is that attractive when a guy just keeps going like, please, come on, why can't you love me, please love me? Is that, is that what you want, ladies? <laughs> right? Or guys, a girl who's just like, won't give up, and you're like, no, no, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you, but please, but please, is that what you want, guys? No. So we have this here. You're going to see Olivia begging Cesario for love. Ugh. That's not love, right? Does God make us beg for his love? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm not smiling. And you, sir? You have got it, monsieur. And you will see votre serviteur. I hope so, you aren't. I'm yours. Uh, my niece is desirous you should enter, if your trade beat her. Your niece, sir, is the list of my voyage. Oh. But we are prevented. Okay. Most excellent, accomplished lady. The heavens rain on you. Rain? Who does? Hmm? Did you see her court? I must have to be voice lady, but your home is pregnant and vouchy dear. Odors? Pregnant and vouchsafed. I'll get them all three already. What? Clueless, right? The garden will be shut. And leave me to my hearing. Alright, page 158, 159, here's our conversation. Hmm. Oh, give me your hand, sir. My duty, madam, was tumble service. <laughs> so What's your name? Cesario is your servant's name, fair princess. Your servant to the Count Orsino. <laughs> when he is yours. And his must needs be yours. Uh, for him, I think not on him. Uh, not for his thoughts. Well, they were blanks rather than filled with me. I come to wedge your thoughts on his behalf. Give me teeth. Beseech you. I did send. After the last enchantment, I oh. did hear a ring in chase of so did I abuse myself, my servant, and I fear me, you. 
you in a shameful cunning which you knew none of yours. What would you think? What do you think? Hmm? Any thoughts? You not set my honor at the stake. The ring? Oh, oh. Let me hear you speak. <laughs> I pity you. That's a degree to love. <laughs> no. Not a grace. It is a vulgar proof that very often pity enemies. Ooh. Ouch. Does anybody want the pity date? Raise your hand. You know, my parents told me I had to ask you because you don't have a date. So will you go to the banquet with me? Anybody want that one? <laughs> right? No. Oh. There it is. She does what? Why then? Who thinks it's time to smile again? The clock upbraids me with a waste of time. Be not afraid, good youth. I will not have you. Yes. <laughs> good. And yet. Oh no. When wit and youth is come to harvest, your wife is like to reap a proper man. Wife? Bed eyes away. Due west. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> right. Then, uh, westward ho. You're nothing, madam, to my lord. By me. Orsino? No. No, no, <laughs> like, no, no. Oh. I prithee, tell me what that thinks of me. That you do think you are not what you are. But if I think so, I think the same of you. Well, then you're right, I am not what I am. <gasps> she just what? She just gave it away again. Ah. I would you wise, I hope to have you be. Oh, would it be better, madam, than I am? I wish it might, but now I am your fool. Oh, dear of scorn looks beautiful and the content and anchor of his lip. <sighs> Oh, she's like, oh man, right? So this is page one eighty-one. She's like, I know what I am, and you know what you are. And she's like, oh, you're so cute when you're angry. She's like, I'm out, I'm out. I want to catch that. Like, oh no, is Olivia getting this? No. Oh, Christ, good disposition. She's like, no, no. Is that what everybody wants? Is that love? Which, who was just doing that with the statue? And by my youth, I have one heart, one bosom, and one truth, and that no woman has. never none shall mistress be of it, save I alone. And so. Adieu, good madam. Never more will I my master's tears to you deplore. You come again, for thou hast may smooth that heart which now pours to like his love. How'd that go? <laughs> and any luck there? Is that gonna happen? Now he's out. Quick pause. Questions, thoughts, comments?
Did anybody find any lines on their theme in this one? I mean, it's loaded, but anybody? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give it up right there. Tons of disguise, the consequences of it, the miscommunication is all over the place. She's like, oh, you don't know what I am, I would do it on. Right? He's like, ah, right? And look at the chaos. Yeah. Total identity crisis. Like, she's used to getting whatever she wants, but the one thing she wants, can she get? No. And will she get? No. So she's getting rejected? Wait, what? Like, major identity. She's throwing herself out there. Probably a little too much. <laughs> Is that attractive? I don't think so. Like, not what I want. Yeah. There you go. Everybody's seeing some of that now. You see her, she's begging. She's on the ground clutching. What is behind all of that, right? All these other people, like four people are, you know, going for her. No, 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 no. <gasps> you don't want me? I want you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that happen? Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, just a little side note. The ending here, a little bit of Shakespeare moment. Everybody go to page 161, line 40, 145. Get out your pen or pencil. This is called a rhyme scheme. You've done it before if you've been in an English class or something, right? Write the word A after the word soon. Everybody see that? So A, soon, noon on the next page. So what do you write? A, spring, everything, B, B. Pride, hide, C, C, claws, cause, D, D, fetter, better, E, E, youth, truth, F, F, right? None alone, right? G, G, more deplore, H, H, move, louvre, I, I. We have a sonnet. They were speaking in rhyming couplets and speaking in a sonnet at the end because they're talking about what? Love, right? Oh, bye. Hi, Luke. You're the last one standing. All right. Wait, where is this at? Yeah, so this is page 161. It's the last line, soon, is where you write A. And then you flip it over, and then you've got noon. So you write A, right? If you guys have done this before, right? So then it's B, B, C, C, D, D, E. You could do a different rhyme scheme, but this is just rhyming. Rhyme royale. It's rhyming couplets. But it's actually a sonnet. It's 14 lines. We good? Okay. We still got 10 minutes. Do you want to just keep rolling? Just let it play? All right. Now that's Sebastian going to Orsino's house. So remember how we're going to get the climax and the connection, right? This is scene three. 
page 167. So they skip scene two. And in this part of the movie, they shuffle a lot around. It is what it is. More disguise. I could not stay behind you. My kind Antonio. Dang. But not all love to see you. You, sir, are a stranger in this house. I can no other answer make, but thanks. Dang. And thanks. Dang. I never oft good turns are shuffled off with such uncurrent pay. Thanks. It is long till night. I pray let us satisfy our eyes with the memorials and things of fame that do around this city. I do not, without danger, walk these streets. Once, in a sea fight against Orsino's galleys, I did some service of such note indeed that were I taken here, it would scarce be answered. Like you slew a great number of his people. For which, if I be lapsed in this place, I shall pay dear. 168. You shall find me at the elephant. Why are your purse? Happily, your eye shall light on some toy you have desired to purchase. And your store, I think, is not for idle markets. Good friend? What would say he's a good friend in this scene? Gave him money. Gave him money. Like, hey, I got some money. Help you out. I got us a, a hotel so that we could stay safe. I put on a disguise to do what? Why is he disguised? Why is he following him? Because he wants to what? Help him and protect him. You got a good buddy? Come on. Good buddy? Great. Cool. Go, Antonio. Any other motive, maybe? I got a hotel room. Here's some money. I, I couldn't leave you behind. I had to follow you. Okay. I love that. Thanks. Thanks. Like, what are you like, Thanks? Like, does anybody catch a little awkward there? Jimmy? You had a hand up? Yeah, right? Look, I disguised myself. Here's some money. I got us a room. Like, we're good. Which, I got us a room. <laughs> Anyways, right? Like, look what I'm doing, right? Yeah? And I love his, I like the, the repeated thanks. Again, it's like, thanks, thanks, thanks. Like, I don't know, what do I say right now? This is awkward, yeah? But actually, I mean, he's just being a really good friend, right? Sacrificing himself, risking his life sharing his money, got a safe place to stay. Are they both there? FYI, Shakespeare is brilliant, right? You got text and subtext, and they both work really well, yeah? Cool. I think if we keep going, it's, we're going to just be adding and adding and adding to today. I think it's enough for a block day. Is that good? <laughs> I'm not going to add more. We'll take a few minutes just to keep rest. Thanks for being on Zoom.
Sharing. 